if we look to the answer as to why for so many years we achieved so much, prospered as no other people on earth, it was because here in this land we unleashed the energy and individual genius of man to a greater extent than has ever been done before. Those who say that we're in a time when there are no heroes, they just don't know where to look. The sloping hills of Arlington National Cemetery with its row upon row of simple white markers, bearing crosses or stars of David, they add up to only a tiny fraction of the price that has been paid for our freedom. As for the enemies of freedom, those who are potential adversaries, they will be reminded that peace is the highest aspiration of the American people. We will negotiate for it, sacrifice for it. We will not surrender for it now or ever. We are Americans. Bob Fratz Authority on AM 1420. The answer. Yes, indeed it is. And a good morning to you. Thank you so very much for joining us as we get rolling at seven minutes after the hour of nine o'clock on this Wednesday, the 11th month or morning rather of the 11th month of the year of our Lord 2020. And you know what that means, of course. It is Veterans Day 2020, and I would like to take an opportunity and I will probably take several opportunities throughout the program today to offer my thanks, my undying gratitude to each and every person, every man and woman who has ever put on a uniform, either voluntarily, either after being drafted, uh, anybody who has ever laid it on the line in defense of the greatest republic in the history of humankind. Um, The Tree of Liberty is watered with the blood of patriots, the blood of soldiers, the blood of marines, the blood of airmen, the blood of seamen, the blood, blood of Coast Guard, blood of uh, every member of the armed forces. And uh, to all of you, thank you for either risking and or shedding that blood. And, of course, to those who we have lost in service to this great country, of course, your memories will never fade. So uh, Veterans Day 2020, if you are a veteran and uh, you would like to talk a little bit about what this day means to you and what uh, your own service means, I would love to have your phone calls at 216 if you would like to spotlight a veteran, somebody in your family, maybe a parent, maybe a brother or a sister, whatever the case might be, maybe a child. Maybe you didn't serve, but your child is serving right now in active military. Any of those things. I would love to hear those stories on Veterans Day. Now, having said that, it is also a very important day for a different reason. <clears throat> the theft of the presidency is continuing in the United States of America. And despite the refusal of some media to cover that theft, to acknowledge its existence, despite the best efforts of the media to try to convince you that it is all over, that they're not actually counting votes right now in numerous states, that they are not scheduling recounts, that there is not investigators in multiple battleground states which quote-unquote flipped those states to Joe Biden, that those investigators are not currently working and that legal counsel working with those investigators 
are not filing lawsuits right now to challenge the fraudulent election, to challenge the legitimacy, or rather to demand that they prove the legitimacy of the election. The media is doing its level best right now to tell you anybody who is doing this, anybody who is challenging, questioning, wondering, complaining, planning on protesting or marching, that you are all suffering from some mass delusion. The election was fair. It was on the up and up. And it was clear that Joe Biden won. Let's move forward with the transition. The media, I'm not making this part up. The media is trying to make you look stupid. They're trying to make you feel stupid. They're trying to make you embarrassed to say out loud that we do not yet have the result of the presidential election. They're trying to embarrass you into keeping quiet in saying that you still believe Donald Trump won the election, that your problems with multiple battleground states ending their vote counts on election night with Donald Trump in a comfortable lead, only to wake up the next day and say, okay, let's start counting again. Well, what have we here? We just found six bushels of Joe Biden votes, 80,000 of them, all for Joe Biden. We didn't find any bushels of just Trump votes. As somebody said, if I flip a coin 138,000 times, what do you think the odds are that it comes up heads 138,000 times? Because that's what it would be like to believe that that many votes were just found overnight in a battleground state like Michigan. Now, there are countless examples. Well, probably not countless. If we really wanted to, we could count them. But there are far too many examples and questions of the legitimacy of this election for anybody to dismiss it out of hand. But that's exactly what the media is trying to do, including the newly emerging Fox liberal media. The fake news media that Fox News is becoming. Now, I told you about this yesterday. And I told you about how I'm done with Fox News. I am done with all of their leftist journalism, their pretense. You know, the funny thing is, they didn't used to pretend. Fox News used to be, you know, it's what made them the most popular and the most watched cable news network in the history of the medium is the fact that they gave the other side of the story that the mainstream news was giving. They would give the other side that ABC left out. They would give the other side that NBC left out, that the Times, the Post left out. And people had an insatiable appetite for it, because how come they didn't tell us that part? Well, they don't want you to know that part, because the media has always been trying to manipulate the American people. So Fox News, when born, and throughout its its you know couple of decades of extraordinary success, got that success by giving the other side of the story, the right side, the conservative side, if you will. But I would just say, you know, the the rest of the news that you're not getting from the biased mainstream news. Well, apparently those days are gone because the far left men- members of the Fox News team, from Wallace to Williams to Brazil to Earhart, in my view to, yes, Neil Cavuto, in my, my view, to their partisan Democrat uh, um, uh, members of their, their political news desk, the ones who make the calls on the elections, all of this is starting to come out. And I said I was done. 
And then he said, however, with the exception of a select few, such as Tucker Carlson, Hannity and Ingram at night, maybe uh, um, uh, Greg Gutfeld uh, in the afternoons on the five and, and a little bit of Brian Kilmeade. And other than that, they're just done as a network. Well, guess who agrees? One of the aforementioned. Tucker Carlson made no bones about how he feels about what is happening uh, to his network and how they are falling right in line with the mainstream media that is trying to silence any dissent when it comes to Joe Biden winning the presidential election. Now, this is what happened on Neil Cavuto on Monday. We, uh, we talked about this, rather, on Monday and yesterday. This is what happened during Monday's pr- uh, uh, press conference being held by the press secretary, Kaylee McEnany. This is what happened, because it was going on during the Neil Cavuto show. They were carrying it until Cavuto decided not so much. We want to protect the franchise of the American people. We want an honest, accurate, lawful count. We want maximum sunlight. We want maximum transparency. We want every legal vote to be counted. And we want every illegal vote. Well, 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 I, I just think we have to be very clear. She's charging. Uh, the other side is welcoming fraud and welcoming illegal voting. Unless she has more details to back that up. I can't in good countenance continue showing you this. I want to make sure that maybe they do have something to back that up. But that's an explosive charge to make. That the other side is effectively rigging and cheating. Uh, if she does bring proof of that, of course, we'll take you back. So far, she has started saying right at the outset, welcoming fraud, welcoming illegal voting. Not so fast. A little more after this. So Cavuto says, unless she has evidence of this, never mind the fact that every time there's a microphone, we are seeing evidence of it presented. But Cavuto cuts out saying, oh, we can't carry that. Last night, Tucker Carlson responded to Neil Cavuto. Not by name, but you know exactly what he was talking about when he said this. In a democracy, you cannot ignore honest questions from citizens. You're not allowed. You can't dismiss them out of hand as crazy or immoral for asking. You can't just cut away from coverage you don't like. You can't simply tell people to accept an outcome because force doesn't work in a democracy. That's dictatorship. In a free society, you have to convince the public of your legitimacy. You have to win them over with reason. Democracy is always a voluntary arrangement. Telling voters to shut up is never enough. If you don't think that that was a verbal right cross to the chubby jaw of Neil Cavuto, then you just don't, you're not paying attention. You can't dismiss them out of hand as crazy or immoral for asking. You can't just cut away from coverage you don't like. What was that? Simply, what was that? What was that, Tucker? Uh, what was that message, Cavuto? You can't just cut away from coverage you don't like. You can't just cut away from coverage you don't like. He's right. The rest of Fox is becoming part of the mainstream media, which is why I, uh, again, have sworn off of it, with the exception of the aforementioned programs like Tucker's, and I have turned my attention to alternative news sources. And I won't call them alternative news sources in, like, you know, Cleveland Scene Magazine is, a, you know, is a, an alternative newspaper kind of a thing, you know, compared to the Plain Dealer. Uh, it's not like that. It's just how about other conservative, meaning fair news sources? Uh, and those include, include Newsmax Television. And I strongly encourage you to find out if your cable provider or DirecTV or Dish or whatever it is you use carries it. And my favorite, which has been this way for a while, 
but I didn't give them nearly enough attention. Um, you know, as we went along here, which is OAN, which is One America News, the One America News Network. That's what I watch now in the mornings when I'm going back and forth between Hugh Hewitt on the radio. It's OAN on my television screen. And I'm so glad that I switched, and I hope you do too, because I came across some reporting that I think is better than anything Fox has done in a very, very long time about the corrupt voting, about the corrupt counting of the votes, about the corrupt process of hiding the counting of the votes from uh, uh, Republican poll observers. Uh, I found all of this in one nicely contained four-minute segment and package from OAN One American News. And I'm going to share that with you coming up here after this time out. And also, I want to tell you this. It's more than just hiding the vote from poll workers. It's more than just post office workers being ordered to backdate ballots to make them appear as though they came in on time. It is more than sworn affidavits in Michigan about all of the nefarious and illegal things that were done in that state's elections. It's about more than eyewitnesses. There was a planned and executed election software scandal that was put in place specifically to steal the election and turn Republican votes for President Trump into Democrat votes for Joe Biden. Let me say that again. This was planned. This software, it it was already in existence, created by our CIA, and it was then weaponized and used against the American people. This isn't Bob France, radio host in Cleveland, Ohio, saying this. This is General Thomas McInerney saying this. Retired Air Force General Thomas McInerney uh, McInerney working with one of President Trump's legal team leaders, Sidney Powell, exposing this computer software that literally directly impacts up to 3% of the votes in a given situation in which it is used. He is alleging this on numerous media sites and interviews, and he will be here to discuss it on this program coming up at 935. You do not want to miss General Thomas McInerney as he explains how this computer technology and software is being used to steal the vote of the American people. It's Veterans Day 2020. Thanks for being with us on AM 1420. The Answer right back. Veterans Day 2020, and uh, an extraordinary time right now that we find ourselves in if we are to defend the republic that was protected by all of those veterans. Protect this republic, defend this republic, and help uh, this republic to survive the current state of uh, emergency that it is in. We are literally in danger of having democracy, which is the system by which we got and get and continue to save and protect this republic. Uh, democracy is on is on uh, trial right now, and uh, 
It is being taken from us. Make no mistake about it. It is being taken from us. Democracy dies in darkness is the phrase that the Washington Post coined to complain about President Trump calling them and CNN and other members of the media fake news, saying that, and the enemies of the people, saying democracy dies in darkness as if it's President Trump that's trying to keep things in the dark, as if it was President Trump trying to do things that are underhanded and that were illegal, And he was trying to keep those things from the willing and curious press. And in fact, it was exactly the opposite. Democracy dies when the press stops being curious, when the press stops seeking sunshine to expose all, to bring uh, bring about transparency. Democracy dies when the press buries stories like the mountains of evidence against Joe Biden, Jim Biden, and Hunter Biden that was exposed by some members of the press with the New York Post and others. Democracy dies when real corruption is buried by a very partisan media and fake corruption is celebrated and touted by that very same media. That's when democracy dies, and that's what we are pushing back against. I told you I've got a story from Ohio News Network about the corruption in the selection coming. I'm going to save that, though, for after my interview with General McInerney, who's going to be joining me at uh, 935, right after the round of the air news break. Uh, let me get Mike in Columbia Station on the air first. Mike, you're on the air. Go ahead, sir. Hey, Bob, good morning. Yeah, I just want to touch on good the morning. Fox News that uh, they're basically accomplishing everything they want to do by getting us conservatives not to watch the network by throwing these uh, radical lefts in because... There is no other conservative news to watch anymore. So by them getting all of us not to watch anymore, there is nowhere else to watch news besides, you know, Newsmax and all that that's coming up. But I always said Trump should have got his Don't dismiss those, together. though. Don't hate, but Mike, Mike, don't dismiss those. OAN, I believe, honestly, One America News is superior to Fox News, with the exception of the home run hitters like Tucker Carlson. Nobody's really going to be able to match that. But in terms of news content, editorial content, etc., um, One America News, OAN, which is on Dish Network, which, or excuse me, DirecTV, which is what I have, is channel 347, just a few down from Fox News at 360. I'm telling you, watch One America News and you will find out you have no need for Fox anymore, maybe until 8 o'clock at night when you want to see Tucker. Right. I stopped watching Fox News. I only watch Tucker and, and uh, Hannity and Laura. But my point is that we got to get more people out to know about these other stations. But I felt Trump should have got out four years ago, got some billionaires together, and started their own conservative news network, you know, instead of now, because right now, once Fox is over, Nobody really has anywhere to go until, you know, you can convert them over to the stations you're talking about. Right. Well, two things I would say in uh, in response to that. Thank you for the call, by the way, Mike. Um, I think President Trump, if he does become citizen Trump, again, if he is unsuccessful in uh, winning the legal challenges and Joe Biden becomes president and President Trump becomes former President Trump, I predicted uh, about a week ago that that's exactly what he would do next is he will go into television, and he will not just be a commentator on somebody else's network, he will develop a network, and it will be enormously successful. So uh, that is a very interesting perspective that you bring. General Thomas McInerney joins us next, AM 1420, The Answer. All right, we continue now, 935 on AM 1420, The Answer, Veterans Day 2020. So it's kind of perfect, actually. We're going to have Lieutenant General, uh, General uh, Thomas McInerney on uh, momentarily. 
because we're going to talk about uh, battles in the past and battles that are going on right now. And, of course, he is a veteran of many of those battles of the past. Three tours in Vietnam for General McInerney. Four tours, beg your pardon, four tours in Vietnam for General uh, McInerney. He was once number three commander of the Air Force, retired lieutenant general. So we're going to have him on shortly. And what we're going to talk about, and I'm going to share this with you as we wait for him, to make this connection, is uh, uh, General McInerney uh, is shining the spotlight and exposing the hammer and the scorecard. What are the hammer and the scorecard? Well, I'm going to let uh, this clip from General McInerney on uh, Steve Bannon's uh, War Room Pandemic, or pan- yeah, uh, War Room Pandemic. Uh, he's going to explain what hammer is and what the development of the scorecard within that program means to American democracy. Listen. The fact is, is that Hammer is a what we call a SIGINT, a signals intelligence program that the uh, NSA came up with years ago. The uh, CIA picked it up under the Obama administration, and I broke it in April and March of 2017 about what they were doing on the Russian hoax. <clears throat> but the fact is, the Obama administration took this system. And they put in an application in this SIGINT program called Scorecard. And Scorecard changes votes at a certain point in the voting stream. And if I can, and by the way, uh, the Obama administration used it in the 2012 election in Florida. So both Obama and Biden are very familiar with it. I've got to make a quote, and it's, it's important that we all understand it. It's by Joseph Stalin. I consider it completely unimportant who in the party will vote or how. But what is extraordinarily important is this. Who will count the votes? And that is exactly what we have been witnessing since election night uh, last Tuesday, November 3rd. It is about who is counting the votes and who is watching the counting of the votes. And perhaps the most important line in that little clip I just played for you from General McInerney with Steve Bannon on pa- a War Room Pandemic was the the uh, statement about the scorecard element of uh, the hammer that literally changes vote totals. Now we're not just talking about mistakes that may have been made. Now we're not just talking about blocking uh, 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 poll watchers from observing the count. Now we're talking about literal Electoral fraud, planned and premeditated and carried out. That is what General McInerney is alleging with the scorecard, the hammer and the scorecard. And I'm told that General Thomas McInerney, uh, retired lieutenant general from the United States Air Force, four tours in Vietnam. And yes, uh, he was once the number three commander of the Air Force, is on the air with us here on AM 1420, The Answer. General, good morning. It's good to talk to you, sir. How are you? Good morning, Bob. How are you today? I am fantastic. You know, I was just telling my audience before you came on how fortuitous it is that you're coming on today for a dual purpose, to talk not only about this election and the hammer and the scorecard so that you can educate people, but it is Veterans Day 2020, and it gives me an opportunity to say thank you to you and every other man and woman who wore that uniform, whether they were generals or whether they were privates, but who put their lives uh, on the line in defense of this great republic. So I want to say thank you for that. Well, thank you very much, Bob, and thanks to all uh, all my compatriots out there, and God bless them all. Amen to that. 
Uh, General, we're fighting a different kind of a war than the one you were used to fighting in Vietnam. We're talking about uh, the war for our democracy, uh, and that is meaning the system of voting that we have. We are not a democracy. We are, of course, a constitutional republic. But democracy is dead if we cannot, as voters, have faith that our votes will be counted and that our votes will not be nullified by fake votes or fraudulent votes that are counted or that our votes were flipped. So with that, I would like you to give us a little bit of a primer here on what the hammer program developed by the NSA and the scorecard element of that hammer program, what those are and how they were used in this election, General. Well, good, uh, Bill. And I will, I will uh, Bob, I will repeat some that you already played. I heard uh, you talking about it. But the fact is we're talking about cyber warfare. For the first time, well, it's not the first time, but this massive cyber warfare effort went into the voting numbers. As I said in the play before, the Obama-Biden administration used it in 2012 to win Florida. And they also used it in the primaries to beat uh, Bernie. And the Bernie Bubba's ought to be aware that Biden defeated them using hammer and scorecard in the primary. So uh, I'll just leave it out there. Now, the reason this is so important, because... General, if I may, if I may, real quick, um, because you brought that up. I was going to ask you about that. I heard that in your other interview with Steve, talking about uh, the program being used by the Democrats in the primaries to essentially ensure that Joe Biden defeated Bernie Sanders. Did the Sanders people know that? Do they know that now? And, 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 And why are they not speaking out about that? No, they did not know it. No, they don't know it now. You don't. Okay. You don't think that uh, the Democrats are going to peel those people off? But clearly, everybody knows that it was um, common sense. The sniff test. You could see that Bernie was winning. Then all of a sudden, numbers flipped in South Carolina, and they attribute it to mm-hmm. South Carolina and the minority vote. No, yeah, that's not James really flipped them. Yeah, with Clyburn. Okay. Uh, but the fact is, is they got hammered again. He beat Hillary in uh, 2016. So they may wise up someday. But the fact is, it's the American people that have to know that a massive cyber operation was used in this election. Now, the important reason is you hear all these issues of voter fraud coming in from Georgia, coming in from Pennsylvania, from Michigan. I just saw one five minutes before I came on that 169,000 votes were peeled off in Virginia. Now, the reason this is important, when you use cyber warfare, you only have a very limited number of people that are using it and that are aware of it. It's not like when you go to voting booths or you see the mailman stuff, ballots and all these other things that we're hearing about. Mm. Few people see this because it's done with electrons. Now, this is in our business, in the cyber warfare business, this is a rather trivial way to do it. There's just no question. Uh, Dennis Montgomery, who designed this program for the CIA, uh, Hammer initially, in which I met it back in 2017, so it wasn't new to me, But uh, that's how I found out what the Democrats were doing and listening to the Trump administration. 
during their campaign and then once in office. The the fact is that uh, when Vice President or when President Obama moved uh, into the White House two weeks after he moved in, he moved this program into a CIA secret facility in Fort Washington, Maryland. Now, the reason I mention this, because the reason this broke was in 2015, uh, Dennis Montgomery, who created this program, uh, became a whistleblower. And he turned over to the FBI general counsel, James Baker, and the director Comey, 47 computer hard drives of evidence proving that Brennan and Clapper had used a hammer to conduct illegal domestic surveillance. Now, the reason this is important is, uh, guess where former FBI General Counsel James Baker is now? He's at Twitter as the General Counsel. My, my, isn't that a surprise? Wow. Wow. Now, I had no idea. Yes. Yeah, start peeling back, Bob, and I think you're going to find a lot more. But the fact is, for the American public, none of this is seen. And uh, we, when it was being done in real time, uh, we were monitoring it in real time. Um, and so we're compiling the evidence. I'm working with people in the, in the, in the, in the administration. I want to be a little careful how I say this. And certain mm-hmm. people in the Hill. And... Uh, but the president has got to address hammer and scorecard. He's got to drive this thing. He must let and notify the American people because these numbers are going to come out. Now, already they're trying to, uh, you know, to put out articles about me and Dennis Montgomery and others uh, and Seamus, the Daily Beast, etc. But that means you're doing sure. well, doesn't it? Once you start seeing uh, articles that uh, defame the personalities and the individuals, not the technology or what it's all about, then you know you have struck, and they are aware of it, and they're going into their counter-program. But for well, your if listen- they can't discredit the information, you're right. They discredit the purveyor of the information. That is the, the best way to describe it. Now, General, you told Steve Bannon that... Um, Barack Obama used this program as far back as his re-election campaign in 2012 in Florida, if I heard that correctly. Is there evidence of that? Okay, what what is the evidence yes. of that? Yes. Well, there's an evidence. Are, are you able, to, are you able to, to, tell, to tell us how you know that and, and who else knows that? And, and the main reason I asked that question, General, is to lead up to the next one, so I'll just get him in together. If he used that in 2012, and it works to flip up to 3% of the votes uh, in a given location, however they, they program it, why wasn't it used to help Hillary Clinton beat Donald Trump in 2016, four years later? It was. However, and all I can say was, it was countered. Why do you think the Democrats were so absolutely upset when Hillary was was supposed to win, ninety five percent of the polls said that she was going to win, and she lost. Mm. I, I can't and dwell she's win on big. It because big. And uh, all I can say is, she still thinks she should have won, and she would have, 
but they put in a more robust system. They beefed it up because they now had scar tissue. And uh, because this was a tightly controlled program, SAP, Special Access Program, uh, and uh, not many people. First of all, if you know the program, you can't talk about it like I'm talking about. I haven't been in-briefed, in other words. And so uh, I got this from a source. And uh, uh, as a matter of fact, it's an excellent article by Mary Fanning and Alan Jones on the 31st of of, uh, October this year. I did not realize this until a week ago Sunday, uh, two days before the election, that Hammer had been resurrected, and they created this new application. Now, for our listeners, we're familiar with the uh, with the iPhone. Consider right. Hammer as an iPhone, as a, as a it's a SIGINT program. Mm-hmm. But Scorecard is the application, like all the different apps you have on your iPhone. This one adjusts votes and switches them within a three percent range. In this particular case, switches from Trump to Biden. Now, there were 71 million, roughly, people who voted for President Trump. I suspect that number is really somewhere between 73 and 75, if we had a God's eye view and could ask everybody in the United States who they voted for and get an instantaneous response. I think you would probably look at probably, say, 75 million people voted for President Trump. Now, we have to prove this. We have to put it in affidavits. We're in the process of doing this. Uh, And I need a little support from your people because we're having a little trouble in the bureaucracy. The deep state is still there, Bob. The deep state is still there and active. And uh, so uh, I need people to go to a web page, and I need them to look and donate uh, to this web page, uh, some money. I don't What's care called, what sir? it is, but it, the web page is Blixware, B L X W A R E dot org. Got it. Now we are we are self funding right now, and uh, because there are a lot of people that do not want to admit that this happened, but let's take a little sniff test. How come all the down ballots didn't switch over to the Democrats? Why didn't they overly overwhelm the Senate? Why didn't uh, not one House member, Republican, that elected to run again, lost? That's right. So something, something, it doesn't pass the sniff test, does it? No, it does. That's one of the things we, uh, I know that I and so many other people talked about. There has to be something more nefarious because to believe that millions of Republicans went to the polls and voted for their Republican representatives or voted to flip seats for Republicans and voted for Republican senators, but just forgot to vote for Trump and voted for Biden. No, uh, that, that doesn't work. General, we're really short on time here, but I want to ask you this. And first of all, I do have the website up and I will repeat that to people because I know it takes money to to expose these things. And I certainly hope that the president's legal team, Sidney Powell, that I know you have worked with, and many others, are up to the task in opening Americans' eyes to this. It's extraordinarily important. But my last question for you, because of our time limitations, General, is this. 
Can we be assured, and if not, why can we not be assured that this same program, the the scorecard, uh, you know, application, if you will, of the hammer, um, won't be used to steal these two extraordinarily important Senate races in Georgia in January? It will be, unless unless the state of Georgia wises up and starts looking at and tracking, because when the the numbers come out of the polling station. Most of the polling stations are not hooked up to the Internet, although I'm finding out that some were in Texas. But that aside, this data is bundled up, and it goes to uh, the Secretary of State. Uh, and uh, the Secretary of State has transfer points. And when it comes into these transfer points and it's being bundled, that's where Hammer focuses on the transfer points with the cyber warfare, puts the application uh, on a scorecard on it, changes the votes. And that's why in Michigan at 0400 in the morning, you saw 138,000 votes come in, <laughs> all for Biden. And, yeah. so, and, and in two other states that way, I think uh, Wisconsin and Pennsylvania saw the same thing. But people don't see this. And now you're starting to see people are going back in their television sets and replaying uh, their VTRs and looking at it, and they'll see how these numbers jump around. But what we have to do is we have to, and we're self-funded, and we have to look at what the states sent from the polling booths up to the Secretary of State to the transfer point, get those numbers, and then compare what came out of the transfer points. That's where the cyber warfare it sounds. Yeah, it sounds expensive, and it does sound, uh, you know, very, very difficult. And I know it is going to take a lot of expertise and, as you say, a lot of funding as well. So we do want people to go to the website, and we do want, hopefully, by the way, you have will, a willing assistant in this, an asset, uh, a teammate, if you will, in Governor Brian Kemp. The fact that it is a Republican governor of Georgia, Republican leadership in the elector, elect, elections uh, commission, etc., hopefully they will be uh, willing to learn this and study this and prepare for this uh, before January when the runoffs happen, because the well, only the future of our republic is at stake. Uh, General Thomas McInerney, thank you for what you are doing, and thank you for what you have done as well uh, on this Veterans Day 2020. We certainly appreciate you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, Bob. God bless. Thank you, sir. God bless. That's General Thomas McInerney, retired Air Force General on AM 1420. The answer. We'll be right back. 